Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 11, Paul's Bad Luck, Part 2. The Big Onion River was a treacherous stream and a very hard one to send a drive of logs over. Also, the hills over which the logs had to be skidded were so rugged that they tested even the great blue ox's enormous strength. Worst of all, though, was the rank growth of wild onions that covered nearly every foot of ground between the trees and gave the name of Big Onion to the nearby river. Their juicy green tops grew higher than onions have ever been known to grow before, reaching above a tall man's chin. They got in the way every time a logger tried to swing an axe and stopped nearly all attempts at felling trees. Their juice crushed from them by trampling feet and swinging axes spread its strength and savor upon the air, bringing such floods of blinding tears to the eyes of everyone within its range that hardly anything could be done. Onion flavor seasoned everyone so strongly that the men could hardly stand to live with one another. And worst of all, a man could hardly stand to live with himself. Under such conditions, it was dangerous for a man even to try to use a sharp tool like an axe, and Shot Gunderson came near being badly injured in this way. He had started out hunting, as the meat already in camp had become so strongly flavored with onion that the men could no longer eat it, and he had stopped on a hillside to try and rub the onion juice from his streaming eyes. He failed to see a blinded logger come stumbling up the slope toward him, nor did he hear the newcomer's remark of, This here looks like a good stick as he swung his axe with all his might. It was not until the surprised hunter's yell burst on his ears that the befuddled axeman realized his error. Being able to see but faintly, he had mistaken Shot's leg for the trunk of a pine tree, and only the fact that the hunter was wearing high, heavy leather boots saved him from a painful injury. Paul Bunyan soon became very much discouraged by the state of things. I have a good notion to move on to another part of the country, he said to his bookkeeper, as he wiped the onion tears from his eyes. These vegetables have just about made me ready to run away, though I never thought until now that anything could make me feel that way. Just wait a little longer, pleaded Johnny Inkslinger. When we first came here, I conceived of an idea as to how a profitable use might be made of these same onions that are causing so much trouble. I'm sure, Mr. Bunyan, that if you will wait just a short time longer, you will soon begin to see the results of my cogitation. All right, Johnny, Paul answered him. I have a great deal of faith in you, and so I'll wait a little while longer before moving camp. But I can't stand very much more of this fragrance. Why, already my men have shed so many tears that the big onion has risen out of its banks. 
Here we have a regular freshet running down the river and no logs for it to carry to the mills. I'm getting plumb disgusted. But Johnny was right. When his plan began to show results, as it did just a few days later, Paul was very glad he had listened to his efficient bookkeeper. Johnny Inkslinger had heard of the failure of the garlic crop in Italy that year, and unbeknownst to anyone else, he had gotten in touch with the high officials of the Italian government and made a contract with them. They sent over many shiploads of experienced garlic diggers, and these worked industriously in the woods all along the Big Onion River, uprooting the wild onions and drying them for shipment back to their own country, where they took the place of the garlic so badly needed there and arriving just in time to prevent a very serious revolution. Almost before one could realize it, there was not a single wild onion left in the woods. Paul was so pleased that he raised Johnny Inkslinger's wages and then set about getting his work into shape again. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.